Hello, Heinz. What are you up to today, man? Uh, just the usual stuff. Just on a podcast right now. Just uh, talking through different things. Um, I'm kind of excited for this for this podcast, though. I don't know about you, but this is actually... We're going to do number 11 through 15 on the top 20 albums of all time, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we're starting to get into some a really good... I'm Not to say that there weren't good ones in the the last episode there there were i can't even remember what they are right now do you remember what they are yeah uh i can't remember the names of the album are you talking about the last episode right yeah the, the last album episode we did <laughs> it was um we had bob dylan was in there and i can't remember what one it was number 20 was radiohead okay computer oh, yeah. yeah 19 led zeppelin four bob dylan the one i brought up blonde on blonde yeah, seventeen was Nirvana. Never mind. And then another Bob Dylan, number sixteen, Blood on the Tracks. Kind of a kind of a gruesome title, really, when you think about it. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I always want to call it. Um, I think Michael Jackson released an album in the '90s called Blood on the Dance Floor. That's what I always want to call that <laughs> Bob Dylan one. But Bob's not Very... really putting out dance music. <laughs> No, no, but he's got a lot of albums out there. Holy I mean, cow. he's got an average one a year, and he's still going, if I remember right. Yep, he's still crushing it. So yeah. Should, we, yeah. should we just get right into it? Should we hit the music and come back and talk about music? Yes, absolutely. All right, well, here we go. back from the music and today we are going through the next five of our top 20 albums uh, provided to us by just a random website <laughs> and we won't even list it because we don't know what one it was yeah we don't know what it's called we just have a picture of it <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so we're doing albums 15 through 11 and we'll start with number 15 today and that is elvis presley the sun sessions from 1976 what'd you think of this album heinz i actually thought and this is something i've never really listened to elvis i think everybody knows a few of his songs uh -huh. but this was incredibly good just yeah. something new something that you no don't normally listen to and it was really really good and i was completely amazed this was like his first attempt at a studio album before he signed with, and I can't remember who his big record label he signed with, uh -huh. but this was just like a local studio. And it was all made in the, like 1954 and 1955. Yep. And it sounds incredible. Yeah, just it's... everything he did was just awesome on this album. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was recorded in, in 1954 and 1955, a, a bunch of songs, but it actually wasn't released as an album until 1976. That was kind of cool. And they call it the Sun Sessions because it was recorded at Sun Records, a studio in Memphis, Tennessee. And it's where tons of people got their start. People like Roy Orbison, who did uh, Pretty Woman, and yep. Jerry, Jerry Lee Lewis and Carl Perkins. 
and the man in black, Johnny Cash. Like if you've seen the movie Walk the Line about Johnny Cash, where at the beginning he goes into a studio in Memphis, that's sun. That's, that's where like all these people got their start. And, and so, yeah, it's just you, you think of Elvis Presley, you think of, you know, with his white suit with all the shiny stuff on it and his mm-hmm. Vegas era Sequins. type things. But yeah, yeah. But this is you know fifties rock and roll. It's it's really good. It's really solid. <laughs> yeah, my two favorite songs on there. And I think they're probably the most popular ones were "Mystery Train" and "That's All Right," and it really showed how good of like vocals Elvis had and how he had that style to him that yeah. I think was really captured in these these recordings, and you kind of missed it. It was still there in his later albums and some of his really, really popular stuff. But this was just really like soulful, good rock and roll. Yeah, it's good. My favorite track is called Blue Moon of Kentucky. I've known that Mm -hmm. song. That's like one of the few Elvis songs that I've known for years and years. and, And now I know a bunch more. So yeah, that one's really cool. And I was never really growing up. I, I never got into Elvis. I got into tons of classic rock stuff from past generations, but I never really got out into Elvis. But I'm just mm-hmm. going to say, I'm just calling it today. Elvis Presley kind of wails. Like I, I kind of <laughs> get why he's called the king. <laughs> and I, I was really excited about talking about this album because I'm I'm going out on a, on a, you know, the edge here and just saying, I think everyone should actually listen to this album. Because it's so old, so to speak. I mean, it's stuff from the mid-50s. But it actually is really, really good, like, in today's music scene. Yeah. Like, I, I think you could play this at a lot of different, like, bars or restaurants or whatever. And people wouldn't necessarily know who it was. But they'd be like, man, this is actually pretty good. Who is this? Right. Yeah. It's from the 50s. And it holds up you know, 70 years later. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah. That's why he's a king. <laughs> yeah, and and one side note, um, my high school track coach was actually in the army in the same unit as Elvis was. Oh wow! Way back in the day, yeah, huh. yeah. And the only story cool. I can remember that from him telling us is that Elvis re- refused to play or sing for anybody because he said if he did that, he'd have to do that for every single person, and he yep. just wasn't going to do it. Yeah, I totally get that. Like, yeah, I don't want to either, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right. Let's move on to number 14 by another huge, huge band from Britain. Uh, it's the Rolling Stones, Exile on Main Street. And now this was the Stones' 12th studio album, and it came out in 1972. Like, And they really didn't start playing as a band until the, what was it, the mid-60s or something mm-hmm. like that? Roughly. Um, so to have this be their 12th album in such a short amount of time they just churned out the music it is crazy and this was just one of those great 1970s rock and roll albums uh-huh. that you could tell it brought on a lot of different like rock and roll styles and even rock and roll vibes like it didn't the whole album when you listen through it from beginning to end every song changes it's just not the same style throughout and i was surprised because I, I when i listened to these albums I just hit play first, you know, first track and let it go. I was totally expecting to hear a lot of their big, big name songs. Uh And there's, there's some big songs on here, but a lot of these, when I kind of read into it a little bit more, these are more concert stables, like ones they staples, they always play 
at their concerts, yeah. but not necessarily like the big commercial successes like some of the other ones they have. So I, I thought it's a really good album. Yeah, it's fantastic. The I think it's track number two is my favorite song. It's called Rip This Joint. Mm-hmm. And it's just hardcore blues, blues with an super edge. Like it it teeters on like almost kind of like punk rock vibes. And it, it's mm-hmm. just that song just like it says, rip this joint. It rips, man. Like, oh, it is so, so insanely good. It's a great album. Tumbling Dice for me was the one that had that 70s rock vibe that i like what okay. i really like from that era but sweet virginia it was one of my absolute favorites because it has the vocals in there with the backup vocal echo that's just like a unique style that i didn't expect from the album from the early 70s but it just it just sounded awesome yeah does uh does keith richards oh sorry does does <laughs> keith richards does he know his way around a guitar or not uh yeah he he kind of does he knows okay. he knows what's up he knows what's that's going what I on. Thought. Um, so for me in addition to rip this joint my other favorite song on there is uh the tune called loving cup i i heard another band, i think it was the band fish it was the first time i heard them play or heard this song was a, a cover of it and i was like that's not a fish song who is it and i looked it up and it's the stones and so yeah it's kind of cool it's kind of ballady but kind of has an edge with like piano and stuff but it has a lot of energy super rad song definitely go check out this album you will be very pleased we should have been rating these albums as it went through uh, maybe yeah. at the end we'll have to give them our own special ratings okay so we're gonna go on to number 13 right now and we're gonna get the if the uh the rolling stones are the yankees this other band is the red Sox. people are very they go Oh, which band is better, the Stones or the Beatles? The Stones or the Beatles? And to me, it's like a it's a weird comparison because they're two very, very different bands. It's just because they were out of the same era and came from the same country that people have to, you know, create a debate. But mm-hmm. again, super different bands. So number 13 is the Beatles' White Album. The big double album that has 30-some songs in it a or lot. something like that. Yeah. And me, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say... This is our first Beatles entry in the top 20 albums, and it is not our last. Yeah, there's a lot more to go, you guys, <laughs> which is fine with me because the Beatles are my number one band of all time and a lot of people's number one band of all time. I don't get it when I have people say like, oh, I don't I don't really like the Beatles. Like, I don't I don't get what all the hype is about. And like, well, have you ever listened to a Beatles album? It'll blow your mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I'm I'm sort of one of those guys. I don't dislike the Beatles, but I'm not like a diehard Beatles. And the two albums that are coming up, they're in the top five. I've listened to multiple times. It's good. It's really good. But this album, the White Album, actually threw me for a loop because I was so used to a certain style of Beatles, uh-huh. you know, track and even album. I think this one is just a different vibe, a different style than a lot of their other Beatles albums. And I liked it. I think I liked this one the most of of kind of the big three or four Beatles albums. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This one, from one song to the next, it's each song is uh, almost like a different genre of music. Mm-hmm. They even have some weird, trippy avant-garde songs in there, like Revolution 9. It's just, it's what is going on here um and there's a, a lot of huge hits from this album like 
everyone knows the song Blackbird and everyone knows Oh Blah Dee, Oh Blah Da, Life Goes On. Um, that was a great song. I was not expecting that when that came up. I had no idea that was the Beatles. No idea. And really? I was even <laughs> more surprised. I figured out how to actually spell the Obladi Oblada, which was kind of fun when you look at the titles and you're like, oh my God, this is this is that song. Life, the Life it? Goes oh, On yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> Facts of Life, I think, was the TV show that had it as as theme song, I think. And I was like, wow, I was totally not expecting that one to pop up. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's such a good album. My favorite tracks are kind of off the beaten path tracks. There's one called Happiness is a Warm Gun. Uh, I think it's a very political song, potentially. What I meant to say is, I don't know if that's accurate. Um, mm -hmm. And then the other song is called Cry Baby Cry. I've listened to that song. It's, it's in my top five Beatles songs of all time. I'll just leave it out there. So go check out those tunes. Really good. I was, I was super impressed by uh, While My Guitar Weeps. And then uh -huh. uh, Blackbird. I mean, that that's a great song. I mean, special song with, you know, lyrics, the style, the composer of it. Like, I really like what they had going on in the White Album. I really liked it. Yeah, it's a vibe and it's a good one. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right, let's move on to number 12. And this one comes from Mr. Marvin Gaye. And that is the album What's Going On from 1971. This was his 11th album. And what I read about it is that it's a concept album that's taken from the point of view of a Vietnam veteran coming home from war and just all the like hatred and injustice that that person is facing. So that's kind of cool. I didn't know that this was a concept album. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, listened through it beginning to end and I really paid attention to the lyrics when I listened to it the first time. And I'm like, God, this guy is really touching on these in these songs. He's really touching on a lot of things that were like big at the time. Then I I did like every good researcher does. After I listened to it, I got on Wikipedia, and boom, that was like the first thing I came across was like he had a theme, you know, a concept to this album. Yeah, and a lot of the um, tracks actually referenced you know it was, it was supposed to be the peace song the ecology song a lot yeah. of things about the environment and things like that and i thought that was really cool and another cool concept that they came out with on this album it was the first album to use song cycle which gets used a lot nowadays but that's where each song basically segued into the next one uh -huh. and you, you can kind of tell you know if you play the play it the whole way through the breaks and everything kind of just match right in. You just really never notice a lot of the right. changes between songs, different things like that. So it's, it's pretty cool. It is really cool. And coming from a musician, like it takes, it takes a lot of intricate planning to make something like that happen. I'm far too lazy to do that, but it is such a cool effect if you can pull it off and pull it off. Well, he clearly did. And a little side fact is uh, we didn't get this list from Rolling Stone, but Rolling Stone on their list of the top 200 albums of all time this is their number one mm -hmm. so uh for all you listeners out there rolling stone kind of they, they know music pretty well and if they're claiming it's number one it, it's definitely worth your time checking out so go go check it out they've been around for a little while and i didn't realize how great a singer marvin Gaye is oh yeah he's so good and how many of the tracks from the album have been popularized popularized as theme songs and even in commercials. Yeah. Um, Cause the, the title track 
what's going on is I listened to that like seven times over. It is absolutely fabulous. It is uh-huh. just like his singing, the instrumental, everything is just awesome. And then it goes right into what's happening, brother, which is another like just yeah. a classic song that you don't necessarily, if you're not a Marvin Gaye fan, you might not connect that that's him, but it's like, you know, the words of the song because you've heard it elsewhere. Same thing with yeah. mercy me, mercy, mercy me. It's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so sad that he died so young. He died at the age of 44 in just like a tragic accident. It's so crazy. Do you know how he died? No, I didn't hear this. Oh my God. It's so sad. He was at his parents' house and he had given his dad a gun as like a way to, you know, protect the house, uh, mm-hmm. like a pistol of some sort. And so he was at his parents' house staying there for a weekend or something like that. And his parents got into an argument and he had to separate them and they separated fine or whatever. And then a few hours later, the same argument arose and Marvin got into it and his dad walked to his room, pulled out the gun and walked up to Marvin and shot him in the chest and then shot him once again in the arm. And he was pronounced dead by the time paramedics got there so his dad shot and murdered him yeah crazy especially considering he gave him said gun that was used right that's even yeah god that is too bad it's (laughs) really sad um okay well let's let's go back on the happiness train the album is spectacular so keep him and keep remember remember him by listening to the album what's going on especially if you've never listened to a true solo album beginning to end, I think this is the one to yeah, listen to. For sure. For sure. Definitely. All right. That brings us to number 11. And who is it? Uh, who, who, who? Oh, it's yeah, the who. I wonder who. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 Jake. Who's next? Oh, who's next? Oh, I don't know who is next. I, I think it's the who who's next. Oh, okay. I'm That's the you. album I'm title. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So this one is from 1971, and this was The Who's fifth album. And so they kind of come from that same, and they're also from Britain, just like the Beatles and the Stones. And I've met quite a few people that, you know, when you ask the question, do you like the Stones or the Beatles better? And sometimes people throw you a curveball. I'm like, I'm a Who fan. Like, oh, okay. That's me. That's, That's me. you? I love That's you? The Who. I you love, love the, who? the Who. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, here's I I like to give the bass player a little bit of love, but the bass player from The Who is named John Entwistle, who died a few years back. But he is my number one favorite bass player of all time. That guy Hmm. can play that instrument like just listen to those bass lines and Who songs like boom, 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 boom. He is so insanely good. So good. Keith Moon, the drummer, was like, I think that's who they the Muppets modeled animal the drummer off of was keith moon because he yep. keith moon was just super duper crazy and you know everyone knows robert daltrey and of course pete townsend who did the was famous for doing the whole windmill guitar thing what do you like about this album uh, well when you start off with Bobo o'reilly it yeah it, it's pretty it's pretty much i mean you're 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 starting strong you're starting strong yeah. and the album never really drops off if you ask me beginning to end every track is absolutely superb and you can listen to the entire album beginning to end and just be amazed at everything you hear 
the whole way through. It's just one of those albums. I might do it tonight. You just start it, sit there, no TV on, nothing like that, and you just chill and you listen to it and you're like, yeah, it puts you in a good mood. But I, I just, I love it. It's great. I think, you know, in some of the albums that we've talked about already, there's some songs in there that have been fairly iconic. Like there's some really good stuff on the Nirvana album and some of the Beatles one. But of all the, you know, these 10 albums that we've talked about so far, Barbara O'Reilly, everyone knows when that little synthesizer starts, you know, the that piano. there's some piano and then a guitar coming in going down, 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 like it's it's one of the most iconic things in the history of rock and roll music. Uh, there's maybe a couple other songs that exist out there that are more recognizable, but everybody knows Baba O'Reilly. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, there's two other tracks on this one. One of them is my favorite Who song, and it's Won't Get Fooled Until the End. I just love that song. Is that Won't uh, Get Fooled Again? Isn't that what that's called? Uh, I thought it was Until the End. Either way. Yeah. What I meant to say was we won't get fooled and we did get fooled there, but yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites behind blue eyes Yeah, is yeah. also great. And it's been covered so many times, so it's many just, times, <laughs> but, but the tempo picking up throughout the song is absolutely legendary. It's just, yep. it's awesome. Just a great, great album that again, you gotta, you gotta listen to it because if, if you like, rock and roll if you like music in general who's next is definitely an album you got to listen to yeah for sure fantastic band fantastic album all right so let's recap 15 through 20 at number 15 we had elvis presley the sun sessions number 14 we had the rolling stones exile on a main street 13 was the beatles white album 12 was marvin gay what's going on and number 11 was the who who's next so you got some listening to do folks check these out you will be pleased that you did the best advice that we can ever give on this podcast is take a listen to these five albums and we'll be back probably in a couple of episodes to give you the rest of the top 10 or i should say the top 10 which i have a feeling is going to get really really good because if these are 11 through 15 jake the top 10 has got to be just unbelievable yeah, we're going to get into some juicy stuff, y'all. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. Awesome. All right. Well, until we're back next time, have a safe, happy week, and we will check you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.